I also still want them to do gender bender ones so bad. I want them to rule 34 all the characters. I think I think it's a different rule. <laughs> I think I think there's plenty of rule 34 for Overwatch. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. This is episode 154, Blank Space. That's right. You might be hearing an unfamiliar voice right now. That's because that's me hosting the show this week. This is Josh Jackson. And to my virtual right is recent graduate Courtney Dossett. Hello. How are you doing? Congratulations. Thank you. I'm good. Um, I walk in three weeks. So that'll be exciting. Everyone's flying down from Alaska and like driving up from other places so it's gonna be it's gonna be a full everyone keeps expecting me to have like plans for stuff i'm like ah see i told you (laughs) Uh, that didn't take long i think we're like 30 seconds in 30 seconds in good job courtney um i'm just like like everyone expects me to have like oh what are we doing for this and what are we doing for that i'm like you know i graduated that's not on me if you guys want to do something that's fine I'm just excited to get my diploma. I didn't even think about walking at first. Yeah, yeah. You really need to live it up because it's like, I didn't even graduate yet. I just finished my semester. And since I finished my semester, I've gone to steak dinners, prime rib nice. dinners. Nice. Massive chili dog dinners. Wow. I ate. I Megan's birthday was this past weekend. So I took somebody's cake and gave it to her for her birthday. And I'm the only one eating it. Oh, hell yeah. So. I love it. It's it's crazy. I'm, I'm so thrilled because I've been constantly in school for like I want to say like two years, three years now, and yeah, like this summer is going to be the first summer in a while that I'm just not going to do anything. And we got San Diego. So if I'm celebrating just finishing a semester this much, you really need to. I mean, manage. I've been going to school on and off for ten years, eleven years. Uh, yeah. Oh, don't do that, kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm excited. Like, uh. Like, some of my family's not coming. Like, my brother's decided that he would rather not come down. And my grandfather is not feeling well, so he's not going to be able to make it. But, like, my sister's going to be here. My brother-in-law, who I I adore them both. And then um, my uncle's coming up from Oregon and Shane's flying down. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I can say that I'm a biologist. And Shane's not here to be like, you don't have your paper yet. I'm I'm a biologist now. Yeah, you got the credits. Deal the school says it. you're a biologist. The school says I'm I mean, about, the only way, actually. The only way, yeah, the only, like, the only way you can blow it now is if you do something wildly offensive on stage. I mean, even then, it's evergreen. People walk around naked. It's fine. I don't know. Um, actually, it's really funny because um, me and several of my other friends who are also graduating th- this this next month and also have biology degrees, um, This like someone didn't put in the grades fast enough or didn't do something correctly in the paperwork. And so the school says that we have to do something special in order to walk because they're not they don't have us with our grades in in time. Even though we did everything right, we have to do extra work. So huh. that's well, weird. Some, well, I mean, some <laughs> I guess it's as expected. It's like, oh, we <laughs> up, and now you got to do all the work, just like exactly. mostly the, your education, right? It, Pretty much. Yeah, it <laughs> sucks. Much. But we we were so proud of you for graduating that we got your postcard and Megan oh, put it on the fridge. You guys so, got it. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. So in place in place of the. In place of the children that we probably should have had by now, 
Oh. We're just going to put your scholastic achievements on a refrigerator kid. until we actually have our own kids. But you can be our kid for now, <laughs> for the time being. And we're awfully proud of you. We just want you to know. Oh, thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Oh, I'm so glad you actually got them. Yeah, it came. It just came yesterday, actually. Oh, good. Okay, good. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm but, uh, really excited. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and I'm thrilled to be done with just a portion I'm done. I wish I was completely done, but that's another story. You know, what we'll but, have uh, to do in Sa- when we're in San Diego is we'll have to, we're going to do that thing like white girls do, because I'm a white girl, I get to do this. Um, It's my graduation year. Oh, and yeah. And so I get a party all the time whenever I want for this. Yeah. Do you and also so, get like a birthday month? Um, I've never done that because I'm not, like my birthday, I guess should though. Like I also want to move my birthday because I'm three days after Christmas and three days before New Year's, so it's really hard to do anything. Yeah. Um, plus, there's like Hanukkah and shit in there, so yeah, right. I want to move my I want to move my birthday to like July. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we're we're all getting older, so it's like you need to have your birthday month now because once eventually, when you get old enough, it's just like no one gives a shit about your birthday. I'm gonna be thirty this year. Um, I feel like no one gives a shit about my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this might be one of your last years, so this you got to my- do it while you can. This is my last one, I feel. I don't know. Um, I could do – because I remember – I vividly remember my mother turning 30 and her being like, I'm not turning 30 this year. I'm going backwards. I'm going to be 28 again. And she did that for a little while um, <laughs> and just kind of bounced between 25 and 30. I mean, she can still pass for 30 and she's, what, 51 now? Oh, nice. Hopefully we're all blessed with that. Man, like- if I can – with all the other shit she gave me, can I just have that one thing? <laughs> right, I know. It's like people still think I'm in high school, so I'll get away with it for as long as I can. Exactly. It probably helps that I'm always wearing cartoon characters and stuff on my t-shirts, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, Actually, so I went to a friend. I was talking with her. It's one of my grandma's friends. So she's my grandmother's age. She's a hairdresser. And I was saying how I was – I needed to dye my hair because the pink hair – that I had um, just wasn't going to work for interviews. Like I'm sure some places are a lot more progressive than they used to be, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. Right. Um, so I was discussing with her like my different option. I was like, you know, I haven't had black hair in like six years. Maybe I'll go back to black. She's like, oh, you can't have black hair. You'll look so old. And I just looked at her because <laughs> I passed for 25. You know, what are they going to think that I'm 20 or no, 22. So they're going to think like I'm 25 instead of 30. Like I can, t- I can handle that. So, um, I went with black hair and I got bangs. So, oh, and people nice. still think I'm like 18, 19. I tell them I'm graduating and they ask me what high school I went to. And I'm like, and then you nice. give yourself a, you give yourself a mental high five. And then I'm just like, yes. <laughs> but then I wonder, is it because I'm immature two way street? But oh, well. Hey, I mean, you know, there's benefits that come with it, like being able to host a video game podcast and yeah, talk about talk about all this weird shit that we talk about every week. <laughs> yeah. But speaking speaking of, if you've wondered why there's such a lack of weird shit on the show so far, oh yeah, um, Shane <laughs> switched up from shitting all over the microphone during the podcast <laughs> to shitting just all over the place. So he's unfortunately out of commission today. And Derek had somewhere much, much more important to be this week, which was at the Taylor Swift concert in Seattle. So sounds which like I they're have, both having a lot of fun I right have now. Two beasts with Derek right now about that. And I love Derek Why? so much. First off, Taylor Swift is awful. <laughs> I hate Taylor Swift. I can't listen to her. She just makes me mad. There's one song she's saying that I liked. That's it. That's just because you haven't been through a horrific breakup. Yes, I have. So many. Taylor is not who I turn to. I turned to like some death metal, but maybe 
but you know. Maybe that's your first mistake. Maybe that's my first mistake. Maybe I'm just not feminine enough. Who knows? Um, the second Maybe one so. is that Derek is in Seattle, which is only like two hours away, and I could have gone to see him and Michaela. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I guess. When it's between Taylor Swift and you, it's like he made his choice. I guess. Well, he made his choice. I will remember this when I'm a, a world-famous biologist with all the money. <laughs> or you don't even have to wait that long. You could just ignore him at Comic-Con. Oh, that'd be so mean. I couldn't do that. You could just, you, you, you could just stay in LA the whole time and just, just avoid San Diego altogether. <laughs> <laughs> just just hang out and drive around. Um, yeah. But no, yeah. And then Shane was, Shane was really... Shane thought he was going to make it up until like, I don't know, 20 minutes before we started. And he's like, nope, I live in the bathroom now. So... <laughs> Uh, so it happens when you go to Mermaid Fest and make out with fish improperly. You catch viruses. Yeah, don't make out with fish, guys. He, he should have turned to he should have turned to the biologist over here to tell him the proper way to make out with fish. Exactly. Always then he wouldn't, protection. Then wouldn't, I mean, he probably <laughs> he probably didn't think it was worth asking you since you don't have the paper yet. And oh, now he's paying for it. See, that's what happens, guys. You go to Taylor Swift and I ignore you. You don't ask me about stuff because I don't have my paper. You get fucking norovirus. Yeah, shit your go. brains out so karma so much karma yeah but as far as you know as far as all that that's all well and good but we do have a lot of news to get into so much news so many games this week yeah it, it definitely feels like e3 is right around the corner it um is? so many rumors leaks new announcements ahead of the show and a lot of new controllers which you were saying that you were really interested in yeah so um after like weeks of bitching on the show about how controllers suck and it's really hard to find controllers for me. And I mean, like I said, I feel shitty kind of complaining too much because I am not as disabled as some people are and I don't have as many mobility problems, um, but still have problems. Um, Xbox actually announced that they're coming out with a new controller that's going to be highly um, like accessible for people with disabilities or people with problems using their hands um and like if you look at it it doesn't really even look like a control a controller and then like part of the problem that i have with this is like the size isn't very clear um in the photo that they have to like how big are basically what it is is it's like a a candy bar it looks like a hershey's bar size maybe and it's got a the cross-directional pad on the left and then two giant round buttons i think they're buttons it's not very it looked clear. like a dj hero controller to me when i first saw it see and i hadn't seen it like it, yeah but they're they're huge and so it's i'm not sure if they're supposed to be like track pads or if they're supposed to be like giant buttons for you to hit like because sometimes they are harder to hit but then like where's the rest of the controller and then that controller is not very ergodynamic so is it meant to like sit on a desk um so it's not super clear i think they did come out with a little bit more information about it since this article that I found, because I think this is from like the 14th. Um, but it was said that they are definitely going to be talking about it at, at E3. So it's definitely something that I want to look at and cover um, and see if we can get more information on like how it's supposed to work and how it's supposed to be more accessible. Um, I know that there was a lot of like chatter when I looked at this um, and comments on like Facebook and stuff and, and Reddit because people were saying how expensive it was because some people were saying it would be like, a couple hundred bucks to get or like $150 to get for a controller, which some people think is outrageous. But then they don't realize that like a lot of people when they have to go in and customize their setup so they can use it, it costs them hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Like they might 
normally spend like five or six hundred dollars making it so they could play something versus like this controller that might be 200 so and that's like that's like what they think it's going to cost there's no there hasn't been a price point there hasn't been that much information about it yet so but it looks it looks interesting (laughs) we'll see how that works and then playstation um has like given their blessing to a third party to make a controller that's supposed also looks like it's supposed to be more accessible. Um, it's got a lot of like they called them um, controller f- paddles that are you're supposed to be able to use on the back bottom side of the controller. Otherwise, it pretty much looks like a normal PlayStation controller from what I can see. Um, but maybe maybe it would be more user friendly, or maybe you'd be able to like map it out differently so that if like those paddles work better than um, I don't know than the the traditional square triangle buttons that they use maybe that would be better um but it looks very interesting that one is definitely expensive it's like two hundred dollars for sure for that one um yeah and it's supposed to if count. i remember correctly is that the one that's a picture where the sticks are moved to be in the same position as like the xbox one yeah so where it, like the left stick is the top left and then the yeah. right sticks the bottom right instead of them being right next to each other yeah so they've, they've made it look more they said it looks like more like the xbox elite controller and then it's got these extra paddles and um they made the trackpad you know the one that they have the touchpad at the top that no one ever uses for anything they made that a lot smaller right. um so i mean it's interesting i don't know if it's gonna actually be more accessible but it looks like for me, I was like, oh, this looks like a, it might be a lot better than the traditional PlayStation controller. Um, and then you're also supposed to be able to, like, con- like swap out the thumbsticks to have different heights and different things so that um, it's better for you. So why they're just coming out with this now? Like, how long have we had the PlayStation for? Yeah, what is it? For approaching five years, I think. At least. Yeah. So, like, in, and just in now November, they're I think this. it's going to be five years. <laughs> Just now they're getting yeah, this, and see, on the rumors that we're getting a new a new generation of PlayStation, now we're doing this. Yeah, which is funny too. Like they um, just came out today saying that they're essentially on the f- that the PS4 is entering the final stages of its life cycle is the way that they phrased it, and it's weird to me because it doesn't feel like the PS4 has been out that long. But it's Mm-mm. because, personally speaking, and we were talking a little bit about this off air. But personally speaking, I don't really even feel like the PS4 even really hit its stride until just like a year ago. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's been so many episodes in the past where, like, prior to last year where I was like, oh, like, you know, the PlayStation 4 is just remaster after remaster. There's hardly any original content. And the handful of original content that was coming out, like, it wasn't even really that impressive. Like, neither Shane or I were really blown away by Uncharted 4. Um the only game I could think of that blew me away before last year was like Ratchet and Clank, which was in and of itself was a remake of the first one, but it was completely rebuilt. So I don't yeah. really, I give that one a little bit more leeway than a lot of the remasters that came out. But it's weird. Like it doesn't even really feel like they've been out this long. And a big part of it is because the library, I don't really feel like was worth owning in the system for until recently, which I guess you could kind of attest to because you didn't even really get your PlayStation until last not too summer. long ago, right? Last summer, I think I got it. So, and then when I went to look at buying things, like a lot of the stuff that I went and looked at was stuff that was available on other platforms. So none of them were um, like PS4 exclusives. Right. And the only other things that I could think of that were PlayStation exclusives were for the PS3 and wouldn't wouldn't work because they weren't backwards compatible. 
Right. So, yeah, they just re-released everything. Well, well did they re-release Dante's Inferno? Because like, I really enjoyed that game, even though it was kind of ridiculous in places. Like, I enjoyed playing. Uh, they didn't release that, no. But that was also on Xbox. Was it on Xbox? Yeah. Oh, I don't have like, I, I played it on Xbox when oh. it came out originally, I remember. That was like something that I went out and I bought and I actually played on the PS3 because my, my ex-fiance had a PS3. And I played it before I had to give it back to him when he got done with the military. So. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you. Oh, with, done with him? Yeah. Like, I thought you were, I thought you were going to say I had to give him back the PlayStation 3 when he was done. No, I dumped him. Oh, okay. When you were done with him. When then. I was, I was done with, well, I was done with him a lot, a lot earlier than I was done with his stuff, which sounds terrible. Right. But <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did you just stay with him to finish Dante's Inferno? No, as soon as we, you beat it, you just gave no, it back so to him. we broke up. But like he was in he was in AIT. So he was still in training. And I was in Alaska with all of our stuff because we had lived together for like five years. And so he didn't have a place for me to ship his stuff anyway. So I just kind of like used the computer and he played on the PlayStation until he asked for it back when he had his stuff set up. So, <laughs> I mean, no, I, feel, was, I feel like statute of limitation, that stuff belonged to you at that point. I mean, I, the amount of money that he owes me still to this day, I should have just kept everything. And then maybe, maybe that would have been better. I wouldn't have had to buy this computer, but you know, I don't want to be an, I didn't want to be nasty about it. So yeah, for sure. But yes, but as far as, as nasty speaking of, uh, did you hear about the Best Buy Gamers Club? No. Because that's pretty fucking nasty to me because that's the only way I bought games. <laughs> so um, rumors started flying like at last, like the, a few days ago that the Gamers Club was being canceled. And so the first thing I did was I opened up my phone and I tried to buy another subscription so I could extend it for another two years. But it was all already taken down from their website. Oh. So basically from what I gathered in their last investors meeting, they were saying that they were losing a significant amount of money for every game sale. And their strategy was hoping that people would buy like accessories and stuff to go with the games because the accessories weren't discounted and they make a lot more money on accessories than they do games. But that's not what happened. Like, which, which when you think about it, it's like, you know, like games like guitar hero and rock band are dead and all these systems have been out for a long time. So how many controllers do you really need before you're, all you're doing is buying games. Yeah. I I think that we've hit that um, point with pretty much every console. So yeah. Except for Nintendo Labo, if you need to buy like some eighty dollars cardboard, oh right, yeah, fake VR or on like, your Switch or like Switch accessories that I could see, but like I mean that's one console. Yeah, I mean, and before Versus, that we hadn't had like, a new console in three or four years, and I mean I feel like after the first year everybody gets has, who has a console or has the console, and then you have all the accessories you need. I don't know. This seems like a dumb yeah, move on like, their part. Like. <laughs> What were you expecting? <laughs> Damn millennials. Well, it's weird though cuz now I f- like now I feel like they're caught in an awkward place though because since they started doing it Amazon, you know, copied it with giving 20% off of pre-orders on Prime. So now it's like and I know this is the case for me and I'm sure it's going to be the case with a lot of people. Like when when all things were equal, I'd much rather just go to Best Buy and pick it up in person and I always found their customer service to be better than Amazon whenever I'd have an issue, but you know, the customer service is only going to take you so far if I'm still going to be saving tw- uh, 20%. So yeah. to me, it's kind of weird because sure, they're taking a loss on every sale. But at the same time, I feel like well, when they get rid of a gamers club and that actually goes through, then they're just going to 
then they're just not going to get any sales at all because most people who were on that program, I'm sure, are going to shift to Amazon and get their games through them instead. Oh, 100%. So, I mean, and I'm sure Amazon's taking the same loss as Best Buy was, but Amazon's such a huge company that they could probably afford well, the loss in exchange with, for... With Amazon Prime. They hook you on Prime. And then even if mm-hmm. you're getting 20% off, I mean, they've got that. They keep upping that Amazon Prime cost. Yeah. And not just that, but they're, they're just going to be getting... They're just going to be gaining more and more market share, which I think was the thing that surprised me the most about the decision because, you know, there's a lot that goes into what makes a business successful. And I know a big part of it is just being able to control the market. Yeah. So a lot of times businesses will take a loss if that means that they're going to have that customer loyalty. Yeah. And by getting rid of this, I feel like they're kind of kind of giving it up and handing it over to Amazon until I guess, you know, there's always a possibility that now that Best Buy is not doing that, that Amazon won't feel the pressure and will cancel it on their end too. But we'll have to see. But for now, it just seems like they're caught between a rock and a hard place, so to speak, where if they keep it, they're taking losses. But if they get rid of it, they're not going to be selling nearly as much as they were before. Yeah. And will the off, will the profit offset the customers that are leaving them? Or maybe they'll relaunch it with different terms because when they first came out with the program i think it was 120 dollars for two years and then all of a sudden one day they just dropped it from 120 dollars to 30 dollars. oh and that's a sign yeah and that, that this was like two or three years ago when they did that I, I mean the first time i signed up they had it was because of this weird promotion it was still 120 dollars, but it was like you get it for 10 you get it for free if you buy a prepaid cell phone oh for some reason so I walked into Best Buy and I bought the cheapest $10 prepaid cell phone I could find. <laughs> and then they gave me the $120 membership for free. And then by the time it came down to renew my membership, when it rolled around, it was it had dropped down to 30 for the regular wow. price. So I had been doing it ever since. So I'm honestly probably might just switch back to Gamefly at this point once this goes, once my membership expires and just go back to renting most of my stuff. Yeah. $48 is a lot easier to swallow than 60 I forget about renting games. <laughs> I forgot you can do that. Yeah. I've been in PCs for so long where you can't you can't really rent a PC game. They won't let you for whatever reason. Right, yeah. Which is how, you know, which is why a lot of people can't try out games before they buy them. But, you know, thankfully we do have games that are bona fide hits on PC like Overwatch, which is going into its second, second anniversary. Year. The anniversary event started today. There's a bunch of cool new skins. Um, I think my two favorites that I saw like scrolling through, um, they gave Doomfist like a tuxedo, and he looks. I saw that. That's one of my sharp. favorite ones. Um, I really like. Like, I don't play Doomfist. And I'm like, oh, I want that skin. And then um, McCree, who is not my favorite character to play, but is like, it's voiced by Matt Mercer, and I really like. I like that character. Um, they gave him a Sherlock skin. You know what? I'm kind of annoyed by that because McCree's gotten so many skins be- between all the events. Oh yeah, like he got. He got the lifeguard skin for the summer. He got, uh, didn't he get one for the first summer games too, or no? I don't, I don't remember. remember. He does have a lot of skins but, though, and there are definitely some characters that have like not very many at all. Yeah, whereas like Diva, I don't think has gotten event skin since last year's anniversary. Like, uh, she hasn't got a, which is my main character. She got so. the, when did she get the cat skin? The she got the cat skin back, I think, in January. But I don't really count that as much because it's not, you know, it's not an event skin. Oh, okay. It was just added to the regular, you know, the regular loot 
pool. Maybe they're trying to make up for the fact that they gave her all those special ones, like the cop one and all that yeah. stuff on top of on top of the event stuff she got. But I don't even think she got a emote or victory pose or anything in the last year. It's just been the I don't voice lines and sprays that everybody I gets. Voice lines. I mean, I wouldn't like. I feel like so we've talked about this before. How like loot boxes feel like they've just been voice lines and sprays. I still feel that way. Like, I know they said that they balanced out, that they had some problems with the boxes and they kind of balanced it out and it was supposed to be better. I still just get box. I just get sprays. Sprays. And yeah. And I think lines. it's more noticeable with it, my experience, at least since the anniversary event started, I was playing a little bit earlier and yeah, in my experience, it seems even worse now because that's the double edged sword of this year's anniversary event. They're bringing back all of the event items from every other event yeah. on top of the anniversary items. And like every box I've opened, it's just been full of either player icons or voice lines from all the other yeah. events. And it's really irritating. The only thing that I got that was really good was the legendary loot box where everyone's guaranteed a legendary. Mm-hmm. I ended up pulling the the Bridget anniversary oh, skin nice. that they just came out with. So that was pretty cool. That was probably my second favorite next to Doomfist. So I was pretty excited that that was the one I I didn't pulled. like hers as much. Um, I got the, uh, Symmetra magician, magician, what's that word? Magician. Magician? (laughs) Magician. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) The magician, which is a cool skin, but like, I don't, I've never played Symmetra. I've never played Symmetra. Yeah. I will probably never play Symmetra. She's not, she's not an intuitive character for me and I don't really care for her. Um, so now that you said that, you know that that's all you're going to get is nothing probably. but Symmetra stuff. But I mean, you're going to get the Symmetra ribbon everything. emote from the Winter Summer so Games. You're going to get her dragon that's skin. That's the thing. I have so many things for her, and I, I've never played her. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but like back to what we were saying, like there's some characters like Arissa has hardly any skins at all. Like I think up until the last event, she only had like the recolors of her regular skin and that beetle one, and that was it. Right. And then I looked, I looked today, I was thumbing through her stuff, because I'll play Orisa um, and kind of swap. I've been rotating between Orisa, um, Zenyatta, who's my absolute favorite to play still, and um, Mercy. Um, but, like, she just doesn't have any great, really great skins. And then I saw one today, but it's not available. I couldn't, like, it's not available to buy right now. It's like that. She looks like a uh, forest spirit, and it's really neat looking. Um, yeah, that's the one that's for this year's event, right? I don't know if it is. I, th- I went to look to see if I could, because like all of the ones that you could buy, the cost was highlighted in orange. And I don't think that one was highlighted, but I could be wrong because I was just kind of scrolling through real fast this morning. Um, but Zenyatta doesn't have that many skins either. Like, I feel like he got a lot last year and he, this year he hasn't really gotten too many. Last year he got like I think the Halloween he got skin the nutcracker. and the Nutcracker. Yeah, he got the Nutcracker. He got the cultist skin for the second Halloween event. Yeah, and then oh, and then he has the the pretty face Zenyatta, the one oh, that yeah. they do That's the right. Squidward meme with. But other than, but yeah. I don't remember if that was from last year. I think that was from the year of the rooster. That was his skin. Oh yeah, the year yeah, it was. So I mean, yeah. But I also still want them to do gender bender ones so bad. I want them to rule thirty four all the characters. Because I would love to play I think, Zenyatta. I think it's a different rule. I think Wait, the gender bending is a what's different the, rule. What's the gender one? <laughs> I, think, I think there's plenty of rule 34 for God Overwatch. Damn it. At this point. Oh. <laughs> which, we've, which we've seen majority That's of at this point. That's all we've seen uh, from Thanks to Shane. <laughs> rule 34. Yeah. Um, but no, I, like the whatever, 23? I don't know. The one, the rule where where everybody gets gender swaps, that'd be cool. 
Or like maybe some gender ambiguous ones more. Who knows? Gender is such a touchy subject anymore. <laughs> yeah. You can make a whole event out of genders, I think. Oh, I just, I don't know. Um, oh, the other cool thing that Overwatch is doing is they're coming out with Overwatch Nerf guns. Yeah, see, that's another reason to hate Symmetra. It's like, how are you going to do a Nerf gun with Symmetra? Uh, it's like a Nerf beam. Right. Just, well, I guess so. Ner- nerf turrets that you could stick just, on the wall. Like, I guess you could do maybe not like a Nerf gun, but you could do like a, a water gun for her. That'd be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so they're going to be doing a diva gun, which is going to make cosplaying so much easier and Reaper's shotguns. Um, I don't know about any other ones that they're doing. They didn't really, now, I haven't seen the pictures, they but are Reaper's shotguns like big and bright and orange? I don't know. They haven't really put, they didn't really put any pictures out that I saw. Um, they just are like, Oh, it's coming soon. It'll be out in next year. So I don't know. I'm sure that there will be like the orange tip on the on the front because I think that's just like, uh, I think it's a law that if you have a a gun that is like a toy gun, you have to put orange on the end. But yeah, um, I'm sure they'll have like something for uh, tracers. Guns are going to be really easy to make into nerf guns. Um, I'm sure you could do something with May. Diva's already been announced. Reaper's been announced. I mean, you could you could do a McCree one. It would be real easy they have all kinds of guns like that so um i got really excited about this because like my brother's really into nerf guns or was when he was a kid and we used to get him nerf guns all the time and then steal them from him and like shoot each other with them and now he just likes to use them to scare me but like it got me excited to like do nerf wars with my brother again even though he's Mm -hmm. mean he shoots too close so i know i'm a wimp I will fully acknowledge that. And I know that I'm a little special and a little more fragile than the average person, but you cannot take a Nerf gun like full fucking power and like put it right up against somebody and pop it off and not expect it to hurt. Especially like the little Nerfs with I mean, the little- I'm sure they, I'm sure he did expect it to hurt. That's probably no, why he did it. He's not a mean kid. He, he likes to do it to scare me. He thinks it just shocks me. He doesn't realize it actually hurts and bruises later. <laughs> And like I've tried to explain this, and like my parents are like, "Oh, you're just trying to make him feel bad," and "Oh, you're just trying to like be over dramatic." I'm like, "No, look at the fucking bruises on my back from yesterday. <laughs> I'm not doing this." See, so now now Blizzard just pretty much sponsoring your sponsoring your pain. Blizzard, and Blizzard, agony. Blizzard sponsors my pain and agony. Blizzard also sponsors a relationship between me and my brother because the only time we ever talk is on Blizzard. <laughs> he'll message me. He'll be playing like fucking. Overwatch or he plays Overwatch, Destiny, pretty much everything that they have, and he'll just like message me every once in a while or like make fun of me. So we don't Hearthstone anymore, though. That game is dead. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. So dead. I haven't played Hearthstone since San Diego Comic Con last year, I think, or just after. Yeah, me neither. It's just it's gotten too hard to keep up with everything. It's just no fun. I don't think I played. I don't think I got out of the tutorial to be honest. I, I think I played enough of the tutorial to understand the gist of it, so I didn't sound like a complete right. idiot when we were talking to them. Well, and, and then after that was over, I tried playing again for another ten minutes, and I was like, "All right." I I'm think good. the tutorial's too long if you're trying to get into it, and it's gotten to the point where like it's too hard to try and jump into the game at this point if you haven't been playing, unless you're willing to drop some money. Yeah, because I'd imagine everyone who's been playing a lot longer has these, like all the cards, like huge decks with all these amazing cards, yeah. and then you're just starting off with whatever. Well, and then like like me, like I I kept up with it and played 
like religiously for a long time. And then I took a break because it got to be too much with school. And then I tried to get back into it and like they had changed. I don't know if it happened. Like I just broke at the wrong time or if like, like it seems like this has happened every time. Like they keep adding new cards, which is great. But then like, it's really hard to break back in. It's really hard to, to be able to play anything and get cards. So like you can't, you can't get the cards unless you purchase the packs and like, it's a fun game, but it's not a dollar a pack of fun game. And it's not, and like Mm -hmm. we talked about this before, it's not like normal trading card games like magic or um, Pokemon where you have those cards and they, they're a physical thing that you can have and sell and trade. Like you can convert them into dust and that's about it. And it's virtual dust. So (laughs) I mean, I'm sure you could find plenty of dust for free. Oh yeah. My room is covered in it. I've been, yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, I don't need, I don't need dust. I've got lots. Yeah. I mean, what good's virtual dust when I'm breathing it in all the time? That's why I can't oh, run God, for Oh, God, don't talk about dust. Now I'm freaking out about all the skin particles in my room. Everything oh, needs yeah. to be cleaned. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll do my best to get your it's mind cool. off of it. Um, as far as the rest of the news, we'll kind of speed through it a little bit because we still want to talk about the games you've yeah. been playing. But uh, Shenmue 3 got pushed to 2019. Which is understandable because Shenmue is a... No one bought it the first two times, so it makes sense to push it back to avoid the big holiday season Mm. when you're competing with every major game coming out. (laughs) Yeah. And then Shenmue 1 and 2 HD is supposed to come out by the end of the year still, as far as I know. So that'll give people plenty of time to kind of get caught up and play the previous games before the third one comes out, especially for the people who didn't get a chance to play either ones. I still swear by that game it's like one of the especially for its time it was like it was really ahead of its time and it was one of my favorite games for a really long time i don't know if you know the story behind it at Um, all i looked it up a little bit i think after the episode where i thought we were saying shamu oh yeah uh which (laughs) derek still wants that t-shirt um isn't it like it's like a like a yakuza game is that right where like kind of well the the like the yakuza games feel somewhat similar to it in the sense that it's like a open world in Japan and there's all these weird side activities in between the, in between the Mm. story and all of that. But like Shenmue at the time that it came out was like really, really revolutionary. It was like the first or one of the first big 3d open worlds, if not the first, Um, it was the first major game since like that I can think of at least since like dragon's lair and all that, that had QTE or um, like quick time events as part of its cutscenes, which people years later would credit God of War as making that popular. But Shenmue was the first one that I really know of that did it in mm-hmm. that way. Um, it was fully voice acted. Like every NPC had its, had its own voice actor. Um, I think Zach Braff was originally supposed to play the main character. This is like before he was famous, but something fell through or he auditioned for it and didn't get it or something weird oh. like that. But, but I think that like the main takeaway from the game was that, in the game because it had so much input into it it was like ridiculously expensive to make and that was a big reason why both the dreamcast itself failed and why the game failed because the game didn't sell that much as it is but if i remember correctly there were old articles from back around when it came out where the creator said that in order for it to have made a profit like every person who owned a dreamcast would have had to buy two copies or something like that yeah so it was like it was one of the most expensive games ever made at the time that it came out and it was always going to sell out. It was always going to come out at a loss, but then it didn't really sell well to begin with. So 
Meh. All those factors combined really kind of just... And it was supposed to be like a big seven-game saga, and then we never got out of the second game because of the f- how expensive the game was and how the Dreamcast ended up dying out. Like, we didn't even get the... It sucked because one of the cool features was that since every game was supposed to be a piece of this long saga, you were supposed to be able to carry over all your history and your side missions and the items you collected from game to game. So um, basically, there'd be like a... Cont- kind of like how what Mass Effect was aiming for, which is another way that the game was ahead of its time, where like anything that you did or any items you collected or anything that you didn't do would be referenced in future games. But in America, at least it didn't come out at all for Dreamcast and ended up coming out for Xbox. And since Xbox didn't have a way to pick up the save file on... It was useless. On Yeah, on Dreamcast, basically what they did was they just assumed you had a 100% save file and just gave you everything from the previous oh. game, which kind of cheapened it a little bit, though, because I was like, I didn't have any yeah. of that shit. Like, <laughs> I want my game back. But but yeah, either way, I'm kind of ranting a little <laughs> bit. But I'm glad, I'm glad that it's getting pushed back so it could kind of have its... Have a chance. Time... Yeah, like it's proper chance. And on top of that, to be able to give people time to get through the other games. Um, but then aside from that, we're getting a bunch of E3 rumors. Um, there's a few Smash Brothers ones that are less credible that are saying that we're not going to have any characters cut from the Wii U version and all of that. But as far as something that's been more solid and consistent, um, the new Pokemon games for the Nintendo Switch are supposed to be coming out. And the persistent rumor is that the games are going to be taking they're going to be a new generation, but instead of it taking place in a completely new area like every other game, that it's going to go back to the original area from Pokemon Red and Pokemon okay. Blue, which is the Kanto region, is what they call it in the game. And uh, the games are going to be titled, or at least based off of the rumors, the game's going to be titled Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And depending which version you pick is going to be your main companion between Pikachu and Eevee. Uh, you know, details are still kind of sketchy and whether or not this is even legitimate, we don't know for sure, but basically the idea is that it's going to take place and have a lot of the Pokemon from the very beginning on top of some new ones. Another big thing is that it's going to have Pokemon Go integration, which we've talked about since last year's E3. They mentioned during Nintendo's Treehouse that they were looking into ways to being able to transfer your Pokemon from Pokemon Go into like the actual Pokemon games. So... With that said, we don't know if Pokemon Go is actually going to be integrated into this game and to what extent, but if it is going to be integrated at all, I would assume that at the very least, it'll give you a way to transfer your Pokemon from one game to the other, which is going to give people even more of an incentive to jump back into Pokemon Go. I did re-download it. Because then it's like, you're going to be able to... Like, talk with you guys? Yeah, and there's so many Pokemon out now. Well, like, my problem is, I ran out of... This doesn't sound terrible. I ran out of balls, and there's only, like one place to go get like there's only like one pokestop in my town and there's only one place in your town that there's drops only one balls. place in my town that drops balls and i don't want to walk all the way over there to pick up balls it's a long way and then like whenever yeah the, like, sometimes the balls aren't worth they're it they're not you know you've got to get some good balls for once if you're gonna go all that way um and then the only times i've like gone to go to the store or like gone to olympia to go see my friends i've forgotten that i have pokemon on my phone also i'm driving so you shouldn't pokemon and drive um they don't even let you pokemon and drive anymore yeah well doesn't it does it not give you Morons that thing it for the rest it not of give us. you that thing where you can be like oh no i'm a passenger you could say you're a passenger but nothing will spawn if you're going past a certain oh. speed well i mean i don't want i just want 
So like regardless. Wow. Well, then never mind. It's too hard. I don't go places, everyone. Yeah. I live at home in my room on this chair. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I mean, whatever. Like ruining it for everybody else, Meh. but whatever. I mean, you know, I mean, at this point, I feel like it's a natural selection if you crash your car while playing Pokemon Go or walk off a cliff while playing Pokemon Go or walk into a fountain while playing Pokemon Go. I guess the concern would more Go. be like, uh, not so much that you kill yourself because that's your own damn fault and you're stupid and watering down the gene pool um but it would be more like what if you hit somebody or like what if you hit a child playing pokemon go as they cross the street or playing with a dog what did children I do think, outside i think it's more that they don't want to get blamed yeah, for it there was a lot of like oh so funny where was i i think i was in i might have been in seattle and i think i was walking around in seattle and i heard people complaining about kids playing pokemon go and I was like, what fucking year is this, first off? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> all these damn kids walk around places trying to catch their Digimon. And I was like, uh, what? No. And they go. were like, they just. Let's go Agumon. Yeah, and, let's go. and they were talking about like, oh, they're they're trying to go and like get these things. And they're trespassing and doing this and that and walking in front of things. And I was like, you mean they're being children, which you complain about all the time. But, you know, don't mind me. Um. Yeah, it's like children do, Children are always behind their screens and they never go outside and explore like we used to in our day. And then now that they're... We can't! We can't go outside and explore. You know why? We get kidnapped. We get shot. We get murdered. We get pollution in our lungs. It's not a good thing, But you know guys. what we could also get? What? You know what we could also get? Uh, Mario rabbits? That Pikachu on the other side the, of the fence. Hell yeah. I mean... I could see. So sometimes it's worth the risk of kidnapping. <laughs> all those people. Oh, all I can think of was all of the murders that got like discovered. All the bodies people were finding playing Pokemon Go. That was yeah. It's like great the- contribution to forensics, y'all. Do that. Do that. Don't be six. And yeah, do I that, feel like it's like that. A- <laughs> it was like that trail of meows was leading them to a body. So it's like it was for a purpose. So creepy. <laughs> I don't know. But but yeah. So as far as those rumors, I'm leaning towards the idea that the concept is real that uh and there have been leaked screenshots from like six or seven months ago that everyone's assumed was fake which is seeming which is lighting up with these rumors Mm so i'm think i'm leaning towards that there is some truth to it and there definitely will be pokemon go integration but i'm i'm not completely sold on the fact that it's going to take place completely in kanto the original map because it doesn't seem it just seems weird that they're going to focus on nothing but old Pokemon in a brand new Pokemon game. Will there be but, new Pokemon in an old region? Can that happen? That's what they're hinting. That's what they're hinting at. But if the focus is going to be so much on Pikachu and mm. Eevee and all that, then I feel like the main folk, like the main focus, is going to be trying to hook the nostalgia people who jumped back into Pokemon with Pokemon Go with the original 150 and try to build up interest uh, from there. Did but. they talk? feel like that's kind of a risky this move is, if they do go that way is this obvious oh it does say nintendo for nintendo switch courtney read the read the stuff never mind i interrupted you and was rude for no fucking reason <laughs> good job no no you're no no you're you're you interrupted me and were rude to ask a yeah question. but it was a bad question because it didn't read to be fair none of it to be fair we never do anyway i mean you reading you reading the title of the link was more reading than we I usually mean, do when we I prepare I usually for these go shows. through and actually read the articles and like try and scan through everything, especially like especially the ones I post. But I at least try and run through everyone, everything everyone else posts. But I pulled a Shane. 
I apologize. He's a bad influence. I'll be better. Oh no! Don't a, fire me. It's okay. He'll be. <laughs> He'll be he'll be back to, he'll be back to shit all over the microphone next week. Oh, it's actually super funny. So he messaged me and was like, "Hey, is it too late? Or can I slide in and join for the last little bit?" And he was like, "Nope, never mind. Got to go back." So <laughs> <laughs> poor thing. I almost feel bad. Yeah, we for- we could have got live play by play, you know. I mean, at least I'm not getting I'm not getting pictures. That's all I care about. I'm not getting pictures. Oh, okay, I'm good. not getting sound bites. Thank God. So, for, for now. now, he could be listening in right now, and you just gave him this great idea. I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's that it's that point in but our yeah, relationship, I guess. That point when you start sending each other pictures of your poop. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I think I was at that stage of relationship like two weeks in. Uh, but, you know. But yeah. <laughs> but rounding out the news was uh, Japan is getting an exclusive NES classic, while none of us can get the original one. Um, Basically, it's celebrating uh, Shonen Jump's 50th anniversary, which is, if you're unfamiliar, it's the brand of comics that publishes um, stories like Dragon Ball Z, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Death Note, One Piece, Naruto, Bleach, like any, almost all the major like action manga and anime that have come out over the last 50 years, apparently, <laughs> have come out of there. So they're getting an exclusive Shonen Jump version that is bundled with nothing but really, really bad anime games from the NES era. <laughs> so reading off some of the games from the list, uh, Dragon Quest, which has nothing to do with Shonen Jump, but I think Square Enix, like Square used to publish something in there. So that's probably the only good game in there. Uh, you have a bunch of Dragon Ball games, Dragon Ball Shenron no Nazo, Dragon Ball Z, Kyoshu Seijin, uh, Dragon Ball 3, so, like, three Dragon Ball games, Captain Tsubasa, Saint Seiya, Fist of the North Star, uh, Kinikuman, which is Ultimate Muscle here. So, yeah, basically a bunch of Japanese anime games from the NES that are all terrible, or at least all the ones that I've played are, are terrible. So, I'm guessing they all are. So, yeah, if you want to spend... It's for, more for the collector's value, really. So, if you want to pick it up on July 7th, you could try to import it. Good luck with that. Otherwise, don't get it for the games because it's, not worth. Doesn't sound like it's really worth it. But uh, but if you've seen it too, it like I, the Japanese NES classic, the Famicom, the mini Famicom or whatever they're calling it, looks really cool too with that design, with the Japanese Ooh. design. Um, and then just and then Mario and Rabbids single player DLC that they teased in a previous Nintendo Direct is coming out soon. We got more details. It's introducing both Donkey Kong as a playable character and Rabid Cranky Kong, which I thought was kind of funny. I wasn't expecting to go in that direction, but both of them are going to introduce a lot of new abilities and moves into the strategy game on top of a brand new like story, like a brand new story section that's going to take place in the Donkey Kong jungle. And then lastly, and definitely not least, probably the most important news that I'll ever speak this year... <laughs> Uh, Super Neptunia RPG got announced for a September release. And not only is it coming to the PS4, but it's going to be the franchise's debut on the Nintendo Switch. And on top of all that, this is going to be the first Neptune game that's developed by a Western developer from a group up in Canada. So it's every Neptune game and every Neptune spinoff, I should say, always takes on a different genre. This time it's going to be a 2D RPG that's going to be reminiscent of the Super Nintendo days. 
which is probably why they're localizing the title as Super Neptunia RPG, which is a play on Mario RPG from the SNES days. But it's supposed to be a turn-based battle system with with uh, with interaction in between the moves. Again, a lot like the Mario RPGs. And I'm really looking forward to playing it. All of the games I've been huge fans of, as you all, I'm sure, have heard ad nauseum over the last couple of years. So having a fresh developer behind it with a new genre, new visual style, and a new system. These characters are so cute. Sounds like it's going to be... It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for it. It's pretty much jumped to one of the, my favorite, like the games I'm looking forward to most this year. Oh my god, they're so cute! There's this one girl who's wearing like a pilot thing, and she's got a robot guy, and it looks super Miyazaki, and I love it. And then the little girl with the fucking controller things in her hair. I want her. Yeah, wait till you see what she when she transforms into the girl with the big boobs. I don't know about that, cause but she's so cute. She- Everyone it's it's not pedophilia. It's not pedophilia if you've been alive for hundreds of years and transform I mean, into I feel like adult women with big boobs. I feel like my intentions when I see things that are cute like that, like I just want to squish her and love her and like put her in my pocket and have her be my little friend. Everyone else gets creepy about it. <laughs> no, it's not even it's not everyone else. So it's like that's literally the game. I mean, Hold on, I'll find a picture. But She's while so while cute. I look for that, uh, why don't you start telling us about some of the games you've been playing this so week? So I played a fuck ton of games this week. Um, last week, uh, Humble, the Humble Bundle store had like a huge sale. So I told myself I could spend $30 on video games um, because like nothing in my library has really been like jumping out at me. Um, so I ended up picking up um, the Aquatic Adventure of the Last Human. I picked up Cuphead for like... 15 or 16 dollars um i got a game called uh, murder which is a side scroller and i have it I haven't really delved in on that one yet but it was pretty cool um i picked up a couple other games like i said i spent 30 bucks and the most expensive game i bought was cuphead so um i played the aquatic adventure of the last human first um it's a side scroller game you're it's um kind of like a eight bit looking you're in a submarine, and so you're kind of piloting the submarine around and, like, trying to go through this maze. Um, I didn't get very far um, because what happened was I was going to a certain part. I picked up a – I got, like, a harpoon weapon, which was kind of cool, and I was looping around. And then I got to a part where, like, I couldn't go forward and I couldn't go back. And I managed to get f- – like figure out oh there was like a little um puzzle i had to do so i finished the puzzle and then there's this giant worm there's fucking shy hulud in the middle of the ocean and you have to fight shy hulud and all you have is this one shitty little harpoon that does like no damage and he'll come through and just bust through you and you can't get out of the way fast enough because i haven't found anything to upgrade my submarine and i can't go back and like I can't reload at any point. It just put, like if I die, it just puts me in the same point every time. So you can only go one direction, which is straight into Shai Halud's mouth. So I quit playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because I was frustrated. So I'll probably try and play it again and see if like. Now, are you supposed to fight this thing at this point? I don't know. Um, I don't know if like I skipped. I, I can't tell if it's like I skipped a bunch of the rest of the dungeon because there was a bunch of different ways you could go at one point, And I went left and i could have gone right and i feel like maybe if i'd gone right i would have found more things to upgrade my submarine maybe um but all i could do is like keep fighting shy hulud and then it took so long for me to wait for the load screen to come up that i got impatient and closed out 
Um, but granted, like my patience has been real thin this last week. So it doesn't take much. If you if I count to 15 and it's not loaded, I'm done. I'm out. Bye. Um, so then I started playing Cuphead, um, which is really, really fun, but really, really difficult on the computer. I was going to say, I'm sure that I'm sure Cuphead was a lot more was a lot more relaxing than that, right? Well, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think my problem with Cuphead is that I think it's designed to use with a controller, not with your keyboard, just because of the way they have the keyboard binding set up. Um, and it's not intuitive. So like I'm used to either playing ASWD to move or arrow keys. Um, and this has use arrow keys and like your XCV buttons to fire your weapons and stuff, but it's not intuitive and it's really difficult to do. So I think I played for about an hour and a half. Um, and then I got frustrated and couldn't, couldn't like make the binding stick in my head. So I just kind of quit. Um, still fun. I'm still going to go back and play it. I think I might try and see if I can, um, rebind my keys and if that makes it easier to play. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's still a fun game and it's really cool. Like the whole game is so immersive. It's all has that old school cartoon feel. Um, so it's got, and it, and it goes through every part of the game. So like every scene that you go through, it's got like that screen, static you know what i'm talking about like old movies and stuff when you've played for so long they've got like that wear out on the on the video yeah and then it all the music sounds like it's coming through like a phonograph um and it all feels like you're playing a game but you're also in like an old timey cartoon which is really really cool so i definitely really like it i'm definitely gonna go back and try and play some more um i did not open murder yet i scared myself listening to the last podcast on the left so I had to take a break from murder things. Um, I started listening to a podcast about one of the serial killers from Alaska who used to pick up hookers in Anchorage and take them out to the woods and hunt them like animals. And so I've had I mean, to take a break. It, are there a lot of hookers in Anchorage? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Huh. So it doesn't really sound like a place like so. Are, yeah. What are they like ice fishing? So this isn't like this wasn't like the I think he started in the mid to late seventies, um, but that's when the oil boom happened on the North Slope. So there are a lot of men coming through to work on the North Slope. And what do men do when they're not working? They get bored and they want to go to titty bars and find hookers. And so there was like there's like actually a circuit, a huge circuit, um, of like from like California to Alaska and back where all these women were circling through over throughout the year and he and so like it was perfect for this murderer because these women would circle through and they didn't really have ties to the community and if they went missing that wasn't like unusual for a lady to just be like okay i'm gonna go back and dip or not really tell anybody and disappear and then she'd show up again later so like he was it was a good time for a serial killer um they actually made a movie about him called frozen ground a couple years ago with robin williams and um nick cage so and then they filmed it in Alaska, and it was a terrible movie, but it's a really interesting case. Anyway, too much murder for me right now. Can't can't do it in video games and listen to the podcast. So um, I've been listening to history podcasts and playing other games. Um, what else did I play? Cause I play? So you wanted to avoid murder, so then you started playing Skyrim? <laughs> I mean, so I, well, I also played Don't Star for a while, and I played Overwatch a little bit. Um, but so Skyrim... I got into a YouTuber called MXR and he reviews Skyrim mods and they're all hilarious. Um, so I was like watching him and playing Skyrim 
And it made me realize that my computer is almost six years old and my graphics card is really old and I need to upgrade it. So that's my new project this week is figuring out how to upgrade my computer because <laughs> it's old. Um, but yeah, I played Skyrim. I wasn't playing any like murdery quests though. Like everything I managed to do was more like social, I guess. I was I have the Hearthstone, the Hearthfire, Hearthstone, the Hearthfire um, DLC. So like I was working on my house and adopting children and like cleaning things up and going through my inventory and kind of just keeping house and watching this guy play. Um, but he's got, he's found some really interesting mods. I have like a list of things I want to try and get and download to make my, my gameplay feel more fun um, and more customized. So that's like my new pet project. I've abandoned my, let's try and play old games thing because I got bored. How long did it last? Like two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like to be fair, I feel like uh I feel like John kind of ruined it by being like first game you should play is Custer's Last Stand. Like here I am like I'm asking for pieces of your childhood and I get Custer's Last Stand, well, the Gobble Come Let's be fair, that might have that probably was a piece of John's childhood. I know, but it's <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, then the other thing is, like, I'm asking, like, I asked on Facebook for suggestions. And so I got those two games. So those two games are from, like, the early 80s. And then my friend's like, oh, I love playing Borderlands when I was a kid or Borderlands 2 when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, God, that makes you feel so old. So old. (laughs) Dude, I was like, I was an adult. I was well into adulthood when Borderlands I was like, my sweet baby child. I was like, I was supposed to be done with my bachelor's degree when that came out. So, um, other than that, yeah, so, like, I I played those games that I picked up in the Steam sale, and then after that, it was, like, trying to figure out how can I make my Skyrim experience the most fun I can. Because there's some cool mods. There's mods you can download that are basically their own game. Like, Mm -hmm. a full, brand new addition to, like, not even just DLC, but there's, like, there's a, a, a mod you can get that's as large as the Skyrim game, and, like... I think it tacks in like Oblivion and Morrowind lore and like adds in all these quests and stuff. So like that's the kind of stuff I want to do. But my my setup right now is like the bare bones to make it work. I think I have a, a GTX 650 in my computer right now and it's six years old and not that great. So that's what yeah. I did this past week, <laughs> which is more than I, I think I've ever done since being on the show. Go me. I remember... <laughs> I remember seeing like the Skyrim mods back when it first came out with like the Zoidberg crabs and the Macho Man dragon and all that the stuff. The Thomas the Train. Yeah, yeah, that's terrifying. We don't we don't talk about oh, that. Oh, so yeah, but if you guys if you if you're bored or like you want to see like this guy has been doing Skyrim mods since like like the game came out and they started doing mods. He started a YouTube channel and started like talking about them and reviewing them and sh- he shows them to you and lets you know when they crash and when they're shitty and when they're not that fun. Um, but a lot of the things he does are like, f- like definitely for fan service, like the, the bikini armor and the sex mods you can do. And then he talks about like all the lolly mods people put on there and how that's creepy. And he's hilarious. So I really enjoy him. So it's MXR on YouTube. And I think he has a Twitch channel, but I haven't watched him on Twitch yet. What have you been playing, Josh? Uh, a little bit of the usual games, but I have new things to say about them. And for the record, I will be—I ha- will have more interesting and a wider variety of games to talk about. Hopefully, now that I actually have free time. Yay! But uh, 
But starting with God of War, I think I'm legitimately close to the end now. I think last time when I said I was close to the end, it did that thing that Shane and I complained about in Uncharted 4, where it tells you you're supposed to go somewhere. And it's like, no, just kidding. It's actually somewhere completely different. Now you can go (laughs) spend another eight hours looking for it. Except in God of War, it only did it once so far. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to do it again. Whereas in Uncharted, it just happened over and over and over. But basically, I found my first Valkyrie. I'm playing on hard difficulty and it killed me pretty fast. And my friend was telling me (laughs) just the other day that if I try to fight it on hard, that I'm going to have a really hard time with it. And at this point, mostly because I want to be able to finally record the special episode that we've been talking about. I kind of want to just finish the story. So I'm probably just going to skip the Valkyrie fight next time I turn it on. And after I beat the game, go back with either better armor or just by dropping the difficulty to normal or something. Well, I think that's the way um, it's been designed too, is so you go back and, and get extra stuff. Because I think there's some things in like some articles I read that are specifically designed that you can get after that are designed so that you mm-hmm. can beat the Valkyries. Oh, right. Because they're... Okay, ugh. so yeah, I'll keep that in mind. There was one of those things where like they came out and like, hit you once and I was done. I was like, I don't want to play anymore. I turn off my console. I hate that stupid move where... I hate that stupid move where it just blinds you and then it just starts attacking you with all the shit and you can't see what's happening. Yeah, not fair. I mean, one of the major complaints I have with the game too is sometimes the attack indicators don't pop up right Mm. or they don't pop up at all. So then you'll just get hit by something off screen. Yeah. So when that happens, when that happens at those Valkyrie fights where they purposely blind you and then all of a sudden some one hit kill just flies out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, this is like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't fun right now. So I'm just going to move on with the rest of the story and I'm hoping to have it done Definitely by the end of the week, but hopefully tomorrow. That'd we'll be see. Dope. I don't know where Derek is. I keep, I kept like asking him, like, where are you at the game? Without like trying to like ask mm-hmm. him, like, did you get to this area yet? Because I don't want to like ruin it for anybody, but I want to know where everyone is. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but then from there, I played a little bit of Yakuza 6, which is another game that's like on top of my list to finally finish. Uh, and yeah, that's been cool. I got into a bar fight with a guy who wouldn't stop smoking in front of my child. Oh, I like it. So I beat the shit out of that guy. I'm just really anxious to run into the New Japan wrestlers again. Like, that's like the funniest, coolest thing. New Japan wrestlers? Um, are they like, are they like luchadors or? It's like the, the company that I went to go see when I went to Tokyo back in January. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're all like. They're all in the game? In Yakuza, like, there's a bunch of different gangs that you fight throughout the game. And in this version, in Yakuza 6, there's a gang that's comprised completely of New Japan wrestlers. But in the game, they're not wrestlers. They're just, like, gang members. Oh, okay. So it's so I'm kind of... And they're all voiced by the actual people and all that. And they all use their finishing moves as part of their move sets when you fight them and stuff. So That's kind of cool. I'm, like, really excited to get to that part. So I'm trying to speed through the game just to get to the point where you fight the wrestlers, but... It's taking me a long time. And speaking of Yakuza, we didn't mention this in the news, but I think just a few weeks ago, I was talking about how they remade Yakuza 1 and then Yakuza 2 is getting a remake, but they weren't. it hasn't been officially announced to get localized. Mm. Like, I think just today they announced that they're going to remaster Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 for the PS4. So now essentially the entire series is going to be all on PS4. Just in time for the PS5. Yeah, just in time <laughs> for whatever they're going to do. <laughs> I think they, they need to get to the Vita too first. Oh, God, that's another piece of news that I forgot to mention. That Vita production ended. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, so RIP Vita. You were a great Neptune and Gravity Rush machine. <laughs> um, 
then I, I was playing Monster Hunter World. Uh, I was trying to do the stupid Street Fighter events to unlock the Street Fighter costumes. And those are only in the arena, and the arena is really tedious and annoying if you're playing it by yourself. I haven't played um, Monster Hunter World since we did the Dragon Ball thing. Uh, no, it was Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. It was the same thing was that it? I'm talking about, except harder. I thought I was Kekarot. Yeah, they came out with. Never mind. Yeah, they came out with new ones. They came out with new ones with harder monsters, and since everybody that I know has given up on the game already, I have to play it by myself. And playing it by myself makes the fights take a really long time, and it's really annoying. I'm sorry. Especially because you need no, it's okay. But I mean, especially since you need certain items to create the armor, <sighs> but it's not guaranteed that they're going to drop those items every time you beat them. That's- Bullshit. So like when I was trying to get the Sakura armor, which expired a few days ago, um, I got one of each item that I needed three times and I needed four of each. So then on the fourth try, I only got two of the three. And then on the fifth try, I got the same two. And on the sixth try, I got the same two. So I ended up having to beat it, I think, like eight times before I got the fourth ver- um, the fourth um of the third item. That's some loot box bullshit right there. Yeah. And it was really, really annoying. Cause like I said, it's really not fun. It's just like, they give you 10 lives. So it's almost impossible to completely die, but, but still. it just takes forever. And you have to do it over and over and over again. And of course, since we were all having so much fun with it, they immediately followed it up with the third street fighter one, which is going to be evil reuse costume, which is just the same Ryu one that we got except black. Ooh. Yeah, so it's kind of lame, but I'll do it because I don't want to miss any of the exclusive items. <laughs> Speaking of which, that's exactly why I was playing so much Injustice 2 this week, because if you're unfamiliar, they have this mode called the multiverse mode, and it's a bunch of like limited time events where you're more likely to get rare items or uh, rare loot boxes and stuff. And so they had an anniversary event going for a full week, but I didn't find out about it until, like two, uh, until a day before it was going to end. And all the missions were at level 30 which is the level cap and i didn't have any characters close to that so i spent like hours and hours and hours level grinding green arrow so i could play that mode and i woke up at like five in the morning i think the mission was expiring at seven in the morning so i woke up at like 5 30 to try to play it and get some get some of the loot boxes after i was finally done leveling up green arrow to max so and even then i wasn't able to get him completely to max but i wanted to at least try so i was able to beat a few of the characters and get some of the loot boxes but it was really tedious, and I don't know why they make it so hard to level up the characters in a fucking fighting game. It's not even like an RPG or anything. But anyway, that's my Injustice 2 rant. <laughs> and then lastly, Star Wars Battlefront 2 came out with a bunch of missions to celebrate the release of Solo, except none of the missions have anything to do with Han Solo or Lando or Chewbacca, so I have no idea why the fuck it's for a Solo event. Ugh, because it's but Star Wars some of the most- and they can try and make some money because they're fucking money whores. Yeah, and all the costumes they released to the event have nothing to do with the movie either. It's like costumes for Han Solo from Return of the Jedi and costumes for Lando in Return of the do Jedi they think we're to dumb? celebrate Solo. Is that it? That I don't they just know think we're doing. stupid and we're not going to know the difference? I mean, people... <laughs> well, they said they're going to announce more stuff later, but I mean, the event's already started and so far it has nothing to do with Han Solo. It's so I don't a No Man's it. Sky where it's going to be great three years from now. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> But like the the real bad part about it is that the the missions that they're giving you are the most tedious, frustrating, obnoxious things. Like uh, this weekend, I was grinding out. Um, well, it felt like grinding. It's really only supposed to take maybe a half hour tops. But it's like the mission is like 
you have to play this new mode where it's like a two on two mode that nobody's playing. It's dead already. So it takes forever to find a match. And then if someone quits, it'll like infinitely try to find a replacement. But there's like a glitch where if it doesn't find a replacement in the first 30 seconds, it just never does. So you have to turn off the game. And then the actual quest, when everything's working, the quest relies on both you and your partner picking a particular set of characters. And if it doesn't, and if your partner doesn't go along with it, then you're just wasting your time if all you're doing is trying to complete the mission. And then on top of all that, half the time, the damn thing doesn't even record properly. Because I think the mission that was really annoying last week was you had to get a kill while either Ray or Luke Skywalker were on your team of two people. Mm. So either I would pick Luke or Ray myself or my partner would. And as long as I got kills as and one of us was either of the two characters, we were supposed to get credit. But there was times where I would kill like three people and then I would go check my progress. And it's supposed to be 10. So I go back to check my progress and it would say zero. And sometimes I would kill like four people and it would say two. Mm. And so it made it take way longer than it was supposed to. And now they replaced that. When I finally completed that mission, they came out with a new version, which was like with Boba Fett and like somebody else. So it's like the completionist in me wants me to keep doing it. But it's so frustrating and annoying that I might skip it. I, I mean, don't know yet. I didn't buy that I, for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fun game, but it's just it just seems the mission tracking is really, really bad. Like there's been so many times where I just didn't complete their missions that they put up because they don't register. And then, like, this new mode is really not fun at all. And the, all of their solo-themed quests revolve around this new mode that nobody's yeah. playing. So it's really, really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, I almost forgot, um, the final Splatoon Splatfest for the Ninja Turtles tournament was this past weekend, which I played. I wasn't able to get to the top rank because it was Megan's birthday on Saturday, and I'd rather spend it with her than stuck behind my Aww. Switch for five hours grinding out that shit. But... The right turtle won. Donatello won oh, the whole oh, thing. Good. So came down to Donatello versus Raphael. Surprisingly, Raphael won popularity, but as all Splatfests pretty much go, whichever team wins popularity loses a majority <laughs> of their matches, and the matches themselves weigh, are weighed more. So yeah, so Donatello won. I'm pretty thrilled about that. Now let's hope we don't have another Splatfest for like four months because that shit's tedious <laughs> as all hell. But yeah, so that's about it for that's what we've been playing. So moving on to our mission objective, uh, w- coming off of the news that the PlayStation 4 is entering its final phase, we wanted to talk about what our favorite PS4 moments were. And for me, I would have to say Gravity Rush 2 still was my favorite game of last year, which will which is on that top 10 games list that I never wrote. <laughs> um, Good job, Josh. But yeah, Gravity Rush... Like Gravity Rush 2, you know, it didn't really sell that well on the Vita. We kind of gave up hope for a while. And then it ended up coming out on PS4. And even though this one didn't sell all that well, it did tie up the story and kind of didn't leave any real loose ends as if they knew that it was likely they weren't making another one. But that game was just so beautiful, so innovative, so creative. It was the first time I at that point I had owned the PS4 for like three years and two months. And aside from when I played Ratchet and Clank, which I talked a little bit about earlier, it was the first time that I really, really, really felt like excited to come home and play my to play my PS4. But like Gravity Rush as a concept in, in execution is just such a creative game. One of the most creative ones out there. And this one expanded on it in almost every way with bigger maps, more abilities, a more expanded story, a more side quests, more everything. 
And like when I think about all the great games that have released on the PS4, especially over the last year and a half between Horizon and God of War, Tales of Biseria, all the Yakuza games that we were talking about a little while earlier, like among all those games and all of them are great in their own ways. But Gravity Rush, like if for me, at least if there was a game to own a PS4 for, that would be it for me. And I'm so glad that they came out with it. Oh, um, so now you have to follow that. Shit. Um, I mean, I haven't had my PS4 for very long, and I got it so that I could play Destiny with Shane and games with Shane because he wanted to have more opportunities for us to play like multiplayer games together. There weren't because there's not a lot that we could play together on PC. Um, but I think my best moments because I'm not good at playing games and don't want to play co-op with people. I think the best moments that i've had have been playing god of war which has been what the last month um i mean i have i have other games that i've played other games on my ps4 that weren't like destiny and weren't monster hunter i played um some dragon age and like i love the dragon age series and i played the fuck out of it on my computer but there was something about inquisition that i like i don't know if it just looked funny on the ps4 or if it was just having trouble with the controls i just couldn't get into it it didn't feel immersive um and some of the other games that I played, same story. Like, I'd play them for a little while and get bored. But God of War, for me, was, like, such a good story. So immersive. The way that they did everything was just, like, you could tell how much thought and care they put into that game. I fell in love with my son. I still love my son. <laughs> I still, <laughs> still love, love my love boy. Like, I, I'm i a little sad now that I, like, because, I mean, when you're playing the game, like, he's very much a part of the game. He's very integral, like, integral to, like, playing, and he talks with you, interacts with you and stuff. And I feel like I started to play and wander around um, after the end of the game, and it changes a little bit, not to be too spoilery. Like, it feels different. And so, like, I lost that kind of, like, connection, and now I'm scared to play my game again, unless I go through and play harder and start all over. (laughs) So... But that was my favorite. Yeah, sure. like I'm, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything and I haven't finished the game yet. So what I'm thinking might be way off, but I have a feeling that something like I have a feeling that they're setting up a pretty big reveal for this for the ending. So I guess I'll find out when I finally finish. Yeah. It. And there's supposed to be like five games coming after this based out of this off of this game, like building off of it and building up more. I'm so ready. Make it happen. So, oh, there was a really interesting yeah, uh, video that I found where they were interviewing the game director, and he talks about how the game came to be and how it almost was a clusterfuck, and it's really interesting. So, I put that on the Geekscape Face Games Facebook. Um, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's like ten minutes long. It's worth the ten minutes because um, this game this game could have been a clusterfuck. It could have been really bad, but they managed to make it amazing. I think everyone's saying this is going to be game of the year. So I don't know if it's going to be game of the year, considering all the stuff that's coming out this year. But as of right the second, I do feel like it's the best game of 2018. So, all right. But it is going to have a lot of it's going to have a lot of competition coming up, which we're sure to find out about at E3 in the coming weeks. So at this point, what do you say we start wrapping it up? All right. So thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. If you want to find us, you could find me at Inu Joshua on all gaming platforms and social media. And where can they find you, Courtney? You can find me um, as at AK Geeky Girl on Twitter. And I think everywhere else I'm Geeky Girl AK. Please be sure to check out our Facebook page. 
um, Geekscape Games podcast. Um, join the Geekscape Forever group. Join the Geekscape group. We have tons of stuff. If you're just listening to us for the first time or you want to find other like little niche geeky things to talk about, we have literally everything for everyone. So, um, and I'm on, I'm monitoring the Geekscape Twitter. So if you have anything you find on Twitter, you want to send to us, or if you have questions or anything, um, for any of the guys, if you can't find them, just message me and I will send out little fairies of information to everybody. Narwhals. Uh, Yes. And then of course, (laughs) then of course, if you want to ask Derek how Taylor Swift is doing, uh, you can find him at D Cranavelt. And if you want to check on Shane's bowels, you can find him at SS Jaken. Pretty much everywhere. So, of course, check us all out. Yeah, we're pretty much everywhere. So, go ahead and check us out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, Bye everybody. Constellation in the stars That speed of sound Can't catch me now And by the time you see me I won't be around